Welcome to the Embassy City Podcast. Thanks for joining us for the fifth message in the Upset the Vow series. Now let's join Pastor Tim. I love you. Love you. It's so good to see you. <laughs> Y'all dipped off real strong on that. I love you, but I don't care if I see you or not. I'm so glad that y'all are here. Um, I got to take this moment uh, because uh, our, our worship team and our musicians gave us a moment. They, they, they gave us a moment that I, that I appreciate and I hope you appreciate as well. And the moment that they gave us uh, is a moment to do something that we don't do a lot uh, in, a, in, I'll just say in a lot of churches, we, we have, we're going to be intentional about doing it here, but it's not just to praise, to, to, to sing about victory, but, but it's also to give space to lament, to give space to go, yeah, everything ain't okay. This was not a good week. I'm feeling some type of way. I don't even know if I like God right now. Right, like all that stuff you grew up, you better not say nothing about God because he'll smack you. Like he was a stepdad and petty and can't handle your problems, can't handle your tantrums. I'm so grateful uh, for our worship team giving us space to grieve, to cry, to reflect on some things that might not be right. I don't know about you. I definitely needed it. I've gone to three funerals. Well, I've gone to two funerals uh, this month already. I've eulogized one. I have to go uh, and get on a flight on Thursday to go eulogize a friend who was murdered uh, last month. So it's okay to not be okay. That's, that's a good song for me right now because that's how I feel. Um, Sarah, Sarah, come. <laughs> Sarah Benibo is uh, our worship pastor. (laughs) So uh, I very rarely do this, but when uh, the Holy Spirit tells me I have to, There's an anointing that God has placed on your life. There is a grace that he has given you to lead nations into worship. What happens on this platform will happen around the world. And it's just a matter of time before God opens up doors for what you do here to be heard out there. So thank you for saying yes to the call and yes to the purpose and plan of God on your life Mm -hmm. from this place for us to go upset the world. Thank you. I needed you to hear that today. All right. I love you. I love you. All right. All right. All right. So this is this is week five of upset the vows. Y'all still here. Y'all still married, though? 
All right? So, 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 so we're, we're, we're four down. This is five. And then we have four more on the other side of this, six, seven, eight, and nine. And, and, and so I, I, I just want you to know that we're halfway through. And um, uh, I'm very excited about what God has been doing. I'm excited about what God has been saying. I've been very encouraged by the testimonies that you all have been sharing. And so, again, whether you are in here or you are watching us there, uh, we thank you so much for being a part of what this series means uh, to the body of Christ and also to um, the world. Uh, If you are taking notes, uh, I'm going to jump right into what I am so excited to talk about because this weekend I get to talk about the S word. The S word. The S word. I said the S word. I said the S word. I said the S word. It's that S word. That good old S word. Y'all ready for that word? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Make some noise if you're ready for the S word. Good. We talking about submission. <laughs> yeah. Get hyped. Get hyped. Keep that same energy. I need you to keep that same energy. <laughs> For that S word right there, we're talking about submission in marriage. What S word was you thinking about? That's week eight. It'll be great. But we're going to talk about submission in marriage. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know it was kind of a letdown. As soon as you heard sub, you were like, no. (laughs) Then I hit you with that mission. You were like, oh, God. (laughs) But this is a word that needs to be redeemed in our marriages. Because this is one of the sexiest words in a relationship is submission. Now, because... This word, especially as it relates to marriages, especially as it relates to wives, this has been one of the most abused words in church towards women. It's been one of the most abused words in the church for wives. It has been used as a tool of manipulation. It has been used as a tool of control. I am going to redeem that today. If you have been operating in manipulation and control with this word in your marriage, you're going to be exposed today. (laughs) You will no longer be able to get away with it after this weekend because your wife, sir, is going to have full context And if you think that neck was popping before, (laughs) she going to add snaps. So I want to talk to you about submission and marriage. uh, And I want to read this fuller narrative uh, in Ephesians chapter number five, starting at the 21st verse. Now, there's something very, very interesting that happens in uh, uh, 21 if you read it in context to the previous verses. 
Paul starts talking about what it means to live a spirit-led life. And so he, he talks about the fact that you shouldn't be drunk with wine, but you should be filled with the Holy Spirit and singing songs and spiritual songs and praising. And, and, and it's talking about a life being filled with the Spirit. And then he goes on to say, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. After he says, when you're overflowing with the Spirit and you're singing all your songs and your spiritual songs, I want you to keep that same energy and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands at everything. Now, let's pause right here. Because this is where a lot of wives start going, oh, no, mm -mm. the devil is a lie. I mean, I'm reading through the Bible and stuff, but I don't know if that really means that. Submitting in everything. And it's amazing how many uh, uh, men... Have, have had selective scripture selection and only point to like that verse. Now, now there's three verses that, 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 that say to the woman, the wife in the relationship, you need to submit to your husband. But I'm about to read six verses about what the husband's supposed to do for the wife. And I'm going to tell you right now, ladies, you don't have the biggest burden. You got light work. This is why this, this word is going to get redeemed in your marriage because you really, you got it good. We just, all you got to do is submit to your husband as, 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 as the church does to the Lord. But you know what this man got to do? Man, have you read this? You've been pointing at them three verses telling her to shut up. <laughs> but these next six verses is about to kill you. <laughs> you about to die. <laughs> All she got to do is submit. You got to bleed out. Here's what it says. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. What? He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. I could do a whole sermon on that sentence right there. For a man loves his wife actually for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. So a man who does not love him love his wife like the Christ loves the church actually doesn't love himself. When you find a man that cannot treat a woman right, that means he can't treat himself right. He actually treats her the way he sees himself. 
And if he abuses her, it's because he abuses himself. If he talks down to her, it's because he's talking down to himself. So he sees her as a reflection. If he don't love him, he can't appreciate him. So he can't love him. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it. Just as Christ, Amber Alert. <laughs> Somebody get their wife. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again, I say. Each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. S word. Y'all still hyped? I mean, S word. All right, so let's talk about submission and marriage. Bow your heads. Let's pray real quick, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to submit to each other. Amen. Amen. So, uh, uh, Paul brings up this, this, this uh, narrative and, and he makes a statement that, that I hope uh, you really get and understand. He says, uh, let's be very, very clear that the, uh, the husband is the head of the wife and uh, they need to have mutual submission to each other. There's, there's not supposed to be this, this dominating uh, force Uh, In the family structure, there's actually supposed to be mutual submission to each other. But he does point to an order. He does point to a structure. Now, the reason why there's been so much um, controversy over this structure is because if you don't have two submitted people in the relationship, that structure automatically breaks down. If you don't have people, two people that are mutually submitted to each other, the structure automatically breaks down. Paul just doesn't say it in Ephesians chapter number five. He also says it in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse number three. And I love the way he sets this up because it's very, very pointed. Here's what it says. But there is one thing I want you to know. Paul is a theologian. Okay, so let's, let's just say that right now. Paul's a theologian. There's a whole bunch of stuff that Paul saw and got revelations for, uh, for uh, being in the presence of the Lord that we should know. But he says right here in 1 Corinthians 11, verse number three, but there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. I'm gonna read that again. But there's one thing I want you to know. The head of every man, of, uh, the head of every man is Christ. The head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Now, if you just take that one sentence, here's what we find. Submission all the way around. The head of every man is Christ. That's submission right there. And then the head of woman is man. There's submission again. And the head of Christ is God. There's submission again. So Christ is submitted. The man is submitted. And the woman is submitted. There's not someone in the relationship that's unsubmitted that's telling the other person you should submit. The person that is requesting for submission is submitted to the person in the relationship that's actually running the whole thing. And it ain't the husband or the wife. 
<laughs> now, I'm about to make a statement, and I want you to write it down. It's very, very important. But uh, I want to give a disclaimer. The disclaimer I want to give is that I know that we have uh, a lot of people represented in our uh, church and a lot of people watching uh, online uh, that may not come from uh, 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 an American family construct. You may uh, have a, a family structure, uh, whether it's Southeast Asian, whether it's Middle Eastern, whether it's in Latin America, whether it's in the Caribbean, uh, uh, African countries, where uh, there is, 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 is very patriarchal, right? The, the man is the head of the house. What I say goes. It's the way it was for my daddy and his daddy and his daddy's daddy. It's the way it's going to be here. Right? Uh, 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 but I'm going to make a statement right now, uh, and I just laid the biblical foundation for it, so if you're mad at anybody, look up. <laughs> Don't come this way. Take it straight up. Okay? Please write this down. Man is not the head of his household. Christ is. <laughs> I'm the man of this house. No. And yes, yes, and no. You are a man in the house. But you're not the head of the household. We just read scripture. You are the head of your wife. Christ is the head of this house. That's how it's going to all work. Because if Christ is not the head of this house, and one of us is having a bad day, who going to check us? If you're mad and I'm mad, and there's not somebody else running this house to tell us what to do, how is this going to work out? Do you know that half the marriages in church end in divorce just like they do in the world? And I think one of the reasons why is because they truly don't have Christ running the household. They truly are not submitted to somebody else in the house. They're trying to run it. And so that wife is trying to get some power. He ain't going to tell me what to do. I'm strong and independent. And that man is like, you ain't that independent. You, you, you go bow down. You go, you go respect me. And you go to your mutual corners and Satan's there. You should have said this. And the next time, when that bell rings and you go back out there, you remind them what they did last June. When they had on that red sweater. Y'all was about to order at Sonic. And they had the nerve to say, that's not the Holy Spirit reminding you of all things Jesus said. That is Satan reminding you of what your spouse said. Because y'all trying to run the house and Christ is nowhere to be found. So why submit? Why even submit, Tim? There's a class there. There's, there, there, there seems to be like it's oil and water. I want my way. He wants his way. She wants her way. Why submit? Well, we submit because of what Christ has done. Not what we have done. We submit because of what Christ has done. Okay? So, 
Uh, I, I want to give you three points to this message, and then we out. Good? Okay. Uh, point number one, please write this down. Submit to the Holy Spirit. You must be submitted to the Holy Spirit in your relationship. He is the legal counsel. He is the one that leads us and guides us into all truth. It's amazing to me how many spirit-filled, tongue-talking, prophesying, word of knowledge having, discernment, I walk in the five-fold ministry gifts, God's anointing is on me, and you can't be nice to your spouse. You got a Bible verse for everything and don't have a good word for your spouse. The Holy Spirit gives you a prophetic word for everybody except you. Thus said the Lord, God gave me a word for you. Did, did you. did you have a word for your tone last night? Is God giving you a word when you're scrolling through Instagram? <laughs> it's going to be tight today, y'all. <laughs> y'all look like y'all watching an action movie. Who? Ah, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm, loving these, I'm loving these sound effects today. This is great. But we have to be submitted to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the one that's leading us and guiding us into all truth. Here's what it says in John chapter number 14, uh, verse number 26. But when the Father sends the advocate, and this word advocate is better than the word comforter because comforter implies they're there. Oh, who hurt you today? No, advocate is like, my attorney just showed up. Shut up. Don't say anything. Let me speak on your behalf. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I would like to apologize. Apologize. Yes, apologize to him. But he's the one. That... I would like to apologize. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just want to, um, you know, sometimes I, you know, Sometimes I get controlling, and uh, maybe I took that out of proportion. But when the Holy Spirit sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and remind you of everything I have told you. We have to be submitted to the Holy Spirit in our relationships. Now, here's the reason why this is so, so important. I've been married almost 22 years to this lovely woman on this front row with that hair swept to the side looking fine. <laughs> Love everything about you. In the 22 years that, uh, almost 22 years that we've been married, 23 years that we've been known each other, um, there's been a lot of apologizing. <laughs> because after I'm in my feelings or, 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 I'm, uh, or, or I see a different perspective or even if I don't see it, different perspective, because I'm submitted to Christ, the Holy Spirit goes, yeah, so I'm going to need you to apologize. I'm going to need you to tell the truth about what you did. And I'm like, I didn't even get caught. <laughs> what am I apologizing for? Vulnerability, Tim. Get it out there. 
if you're in a Christ-centered marriage, you're not going to be comfortable arguing all the time, bickering all the time, drama all the time. The Holy Spirit will constantly be tap dancing on you. If you are in a relationship and both of y'all call yourself believers, that's my disclaimer. This marriage series is not for people that don't believe in Jesus. They're doing whatever they want to do, how they want to do it. They're, they're, they're getting some of the meat and throwing away the bones, whatever they don't like as it pertains to our faith. I'm talking to believers in Jesus Christ who say that they are submitted. There is absolutely no way that both of y'all could be submitted to the Holy Spirit. And the only complaints you have is about what they do. Because the Holy Spirit shows up to remind you about you. Not about her. Not about him. Well, he don't do this. And the Holy Spirit's like, but you don't do that. And you're like, but we're not talking about that <laughs> on today. Right? We have to be submitted to what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do in our relationships. Point number two, please write this down. Husbands, love your wives. Husbands, love your wife. Now, I'm excited that I'm teaching this. It's one of my favorite uh, lessons to teach to marriages because Paul's instructions to the husband and the wife are actually not the same thing. Paul commands the husband to love. He commands the wife to respect. He doesn't even tell them to do the same things. He says, you love, you respect. What? How come he didn't just tell them both to love? Because uh, the, 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 the actions that are coming to, towards each other in a marriage are actually different. But they are reciprocal things that should just overflow over and over and over Again, so when we talk about love, this is a word in the Greek. The, the Greek word is agapeo, okay, where we get the word agape love. By definition, it means to cherish, to have affection for, uh, to love, take pleasure in. But this is that last, those last three words are, are the biggest ones that you should underline. Prove one's love. Agapeo where we get the word agape, that type of love is not just a feeling, it's an act. Agapeo is an action word. I am showing you how much I love you. I am acting out my love. You can see it. It is on display. Now, I want you to think about this. This same Word is what got Jesus put on the cross. We tell people, hey, there's a Savior that loves you. And you should give your life to him. Here's the response. What did he do? He died for you. Okay. I'm listening. He loved you so much, he went to the cross and died for your sin. He bled out on the cross for you, I'm listening. Isn't that completely different from, hey, would you like to give your life to Jesus Christ? He loves you. Who, who is this? Just a guy who just loves you. 
What, what, really? What, what about him? He just sent us with a letter as his disciples to tell you he loves you. You're awesome. He thinks you're awesome. Did, did he, is he going to do anything? No, he just, just loves you. And he told you already, so accept it. But what did he do for me? He, he just has strong feelings towards you. He just, mm, he just loves you. It is, for God so loved the world that he said, love you. <laughs> he, he just, hey, I told you I loved you. How come you don't, you don't believe me? I said I loved you. Isn't that enough? No. Agapeo is an action word. You got to show me. This is the same word that has gotten men into debt. Trying to show women. Girl, I'm all about you. Whether you got to do it on a budget at Burger King or you can afford a Ruth Chris, it's like, I got to show you my love and it's a sacrifice. The diamond most of y'all wear, we still paying on. Why? We're trying to show that we love you. But let me tell you something, husbands. In a marriage, you have to show that love. You just can't say it. You have to do something. So, so, so in that marriage, the, the energy it took you to, keep, to get that woman is the same energy you have to show up with to keep that woman. Because this is an action word, and I just keep showing you how much I love you. And it's a sacrifice. Hey, what is a sacrifice, Tim? Um, it's when you do something for the other person's benefit, even though it may or may not benefit you. Sacrifice is a sacrifice when it feels like one. There's a lot of people say they sacrifice in their marriage, but you really don't. You just like doing that. But that's not what your wife is asking for. She wants you to do the dishes. I don't do dishes. Time to bleed. <laughs> you, got, you got three kids under five. You made them. I don't want to have to bump up the weeks. I'm, I, I'll cover sex in, in week eight, but you, you did something, sir. <laughs> Them three kids there, I, I don't change diapers. Time to bleed. <laughs> right? Hey, we need to, uh, I need to sit down. We need to talk about something. You, you hurt me. I, I, I don't talk. I, I'm, just not a, I, I'm just not a talker. How'd you, how, how'd y'all get married? You text her the whole time? It's convenient that, that you, you, you want to talk when it, it, it suits you, but not suits her. Remember, you're supposed to love your wife like Christ loved the church. Now, if we literally had to get on the cross, there would be a lot less marriages. Men would be like, you know what? I'm not sure. Just not. I'm thinking about it, but the whole, you know, Whipping and the nails in the, in the, in the, I don't know if I can do that for you. I mean, she's cute. 
It's not sacrifice till it feels like sacrifice, gentlemen. So, so you might need to uh, uh, ask your wives when you leave, uh, if, if you're watching, you might need to ask your wives, what are three to five things that I could do? To show my love in action, that would be a blessing to you. My wife said on a regular basis. <laughs> Don't just do it one time and be like, Psh. knocked out that list. No, and, and, and I'm telling you, three to five things. Ladies, don't go over five because, you know, we can't remember that much. So don't, so don't overload us, right? But three to five things. What are three to five things that I can do to express my love to you in action that would just make you be like, oh, my gosh, I love this man? Because you have to show it. It has to be expressed. To show one's loves means you have to act on it. And like Juliet just said, it must be consistent. Your love can't make cameo appearances. And you expect to have a great marriage. Mm, mm, okay, Holy Spirit. Some of y'all are married and that's it. You're just married. That, that, that might be one of the saddest two words when people drive off in the car and they use the white yeah. stuff to put on the back of... We're just married. Just married means that you'll just get along good enough to stay together. Just married means that you'll do just enough for you not to be mad at me. Just married means I'll do just enough for you not to leave me. I don't want to be just married. I want the marriage to be great, but for a great marriage to happen, it takes work. And for the husband, it means sacrifice. It means you're looking for opportunities to sacrifice, to show that love and keep that energy for a great marriage. Here's point number three. Please write this down. Wives respect your husbands. Now, the reason why I started with the husbands is because this respect thing for wives would not be an issue if the men would do their job. And if you think I'm a little heavy handed on the guys today, I am. <laughs> Because this is the absolute truth. Now, let me, let me disclaim and say, there are at least 15% of women that are just crazy. <laughs> they are toxic, unhealthy, too crazy for a relationship. And it doesn't matter how good a man will treat you. You can't handle it. You're used to dysfunction. You're used to drama. So you cannot contain love. You do not need to be married. You have a hole in your soul. Doesn't matter how much we pour in. It will just fall out. Just in case you thought I was just going to be too, I'm going to balance out these scales a little bit. Okay? But why, do, but, but, but why does Paul say, hey, wives, respect your husbands and not love your husbands? Because it's the default for the woman to love. I got you. Right? 
the men are the givers, the, the, the women are the receivers. And, and so when this beautiful union comes together, he says, hey, listen, sacrifice for her. Because if you sacrifice for her, you won't have a problem with her respecting you. I don't know many women that has a man who sacrifices for her on a regular basis who doesn't respect that man. Now, like I said, 15, 15%, <laughs> I've counseled him. I've tried to find something that that dude's doing wrong, and I'm like, no, nah, boo, that's just you. you. You have trauma, and you can't handle a good man. You deserve a Tyler Perry movie. You just can't. You can't. You don't know how. You, you want to get punched. You don't feel like you're loved until you get thrown the uppercut. I don't know. You need leave everybody alone and go to Kairos. You need some help. So let me tell you what this word uh, uh, phobeo means. Phobeo uh, means to be afraid, to fear. That's uh, in context to God. So please, man, don't write this down going home talking about you better fear me. <laughs> you heard the pastor. You fear me. No. To become frightened, uh, uh, reverence and respect. To have reverence or respect. Here's what, here's what the woman uh, is commanded to do. Respect that man. Now, Remember that whole marriage is a picture of Christ and his church. Why do we show up here every Sunday? My man. (laughs) To show reverence to God. We, as the church, the bride, show up to show reverence and honor to Christ. Why? Because of what he's done for us. And so we come in here. You are worthy to be praised. You are exalted above all. You are high and lifted up. Husbands, could you imagine? (laughs) Could you imagine coming home? Garage door opening. 5.30, you come in from a long day. You walk in the house. Your wife is like, (laughs) you are worthy. I lift you high above all. There is no other man like you. Get in here. I'm about to minister to you. You deserve it. If you want it, you can have it. If you need it, it's yours. It's yours. That's week eight. But I'm just saying, some of them praise songs could flip for for some spiritual R&B. Anyway, um, reverential, reverential respect is what a woman gives to a man who sacrifices. It ain't hard. It ain't a stretch when, 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 when two people are, are mutually submitted to Christ, then they're submitted to each other. There's certain things that, that, that go on in the house, and, and, and Juliet will, will have, have a very, very clear uh, uh, plan on what to do. And I'm like, yeah. That w- Nothing is taken away from me as the man if she makes a decision, and I agree with it. It don't all have to come from me. If it did, that's my own pride and ego. 
that I'm trying to force into the relationship because I feel like, oh, I need to make the final decision. Well, if she is me and I am her, I did make the decision. It just came from my more beautiful side. <laughs> and remember, we're both submitted to Christ. I am the head of my wife. That's the biblical order that God gave. It has not changed. But me being her head doesn't mean that I dominate her because she is my body. And a head with no body can't get nothing done. And a body with no head can't think straight. I mean, literally can't think at all, but. So, so, so what am I saying? I'm saying submit to each other. Work on your communication skills. Talk. Defer. What do you feel about this? Well, I felt this. Well, here's how I feel. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, then let's just sleep on it. Let's, let's talk about it again in a week. Hey, I, I, I really feel strongly that the Lord said, do this. Well, if that's what you felt like the Lord said, I don't, I don't feel nothing against it. I have total peace. If that's what you want to do, let's do. When, 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 there's, when there's mutual submission in marriage, I'm telling you, y'all can get some stuff done. One can chase 1,000. Two can chase 10,000. When you're in agreement, the enemy can't do anything to disrupt you. When you're both submitted, can we just recreate the scenario of Adam and Eve real quick? If they, if they really understood biblical submission, Eve would have went to Adam one evening and been like, babe, you know, um, the Lord said we couldn't, we couldn't have that tree of life. But it looks so good. It just looks delicious. And I've been struggling with that thing. Every time I see it, it looks delicious. I want to I have it. And the serpent said, oh, and Adam would have just, the serpent? He was talking to the serpent? Yeah, he told me that, you know, I won't surely die. And then Adam would have been like, baby, yes, you will. <laughs> you're not going to drop dead, but you're going to start dying. So uh, wh why don't we go ask the Lord about that? I just want you to imagine them holding hands, butt naked in the garden. <laughs> Walking straight through the garden. And I don't know when the Lord came in the cool of the day. I don't know if he came every day at 7.30. I don't know. Right? But they walking, butt naked in the garden. God walk up. They're like, hey, God. Good to see you. Thanks for creating us. Yeah, so um, we were talking about that. That tree of life right there. It's delicious. Serpent said, you was talking to the serpent? Yeah, he, you know, he just said we won't die. And God would have been like, yeah, you will die. But I'm so glad you came to me. Thank you all for being submitted to each other and then being submitted to me. Now, here's why you don't need to touch that tree of life. Because if you touch that tree of life, uh, I'm sorry, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I kept saying tree of life, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, you would have surely died. But since you came to me first, why don't you go ahead and have a bite of that tree of life? And we're just going to all live for the rest of time with 72 degrees 
right? You ain't got to be worried about getting bit by a snake, mountain lion running up on you, murdering you in the middle of a hike. Because you were submitted. I've seen more people have more challenges in their marriage because one person won't stand down. They have too much pride to admit they were wrong. They won't let it go. You said you forgave me and you brought it back up on Thursday. Submit. Everybody do this. Now do this. Again. Now do this. One more time. Now do this. Now let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give you the example, okay? Y'all don't have to keep doing it, but if you want to. <laughs> Y'all will never get across to each other standing up. A bridge that won't lay down is not a bridge. It's a wall. You have to submit. If you're wondering, I don't understand why I can't get across to him. You can't get across a bridge that's standing up. So come down. Come down. Calm down and get across to each other in a way where you can help each other out. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? My, my hope and my prayer uh, is that you get excited about submission, right? That, that, that the energy you had when I said S word is now the energy you have for the word submission. I'm telling you, if you get this word, if you, if you really walk this out, oh, man, you'll, you'll love to sacrifice. I love doing stuff for my wife that I don't like. <laughs> Hear me? I, I, I'm never going to like sacrificing. I love it, though. Because when I sacrifice, there's a level of respect that I receive that it's just beautiful. It feeds me in a way that uh, nothing else relationally will. So the question I want to ask is, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? And uh, maybe as a secondary question, what is it that you need to submit? What is it that you need to lay down? Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's your ego. Maybe it's low self-esteem. Maybe it's insecurity. Maybe it's, maybe it's you being a controlling person. I'm, I, I'm just used to being in control. I don't know how to lay that down. You'll never get across standing up. You gotta lay down. Lay down worry, lay down fear, lay down the past, lay it down. There may be somebody in this room or watching us who has never submitted their life to Jesus. 
That's where it starts. Maybe you grew up in church, but you've never actually submitted your life to Jesus as Savior and Lord. You can do so now. This would be a great day for you to give your life to Jesus Christ. So my question to you is, would you be against submitting your life to Jesus today? Would it be difficult for you to open up your heart and make Jesus Lord? If you've answered no to those questions, then, then what would it take for you to give your life to Jesus today? What would it take for you to make a commitment right now? If you want to make that commitment, then while every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you're watching us online and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, just type two words, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in on submitting my life to Jesus. I'm in on a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in this room, while every head is bowed and every eye is closed and you want to give your life to Jesus, simply raise your hand. Just raise your hand and say, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you. Father God, I thank you for every person that says I'm in. To every person that says I want a relationship with Jesus, we submit our lives to you. For those of us that are married, we submit our lives to our spouses. Lord God, I pray that more sacrificial love and more reverential respect flows through our marriages like never before. Let it be so attractive that unbelievers are asking, what the heck are y'all doing? That looks good. We don't have that. How do we get that? Lord, may our marriages be a testimony and a shining light of what it's like for Christ to love his bride and for the bride to love her Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. I'll see you next week. Bye! Thank you for listening today. If this message spoke to you in any way, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. We would like to connect with you. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit embassycity.com. You can watch live on Sundays and view past messages on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash embassycitychurch. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Embassy Irving. If you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at embassycity.com or text Embassy City, all one word, to 77977. We pray you had a great week. Thanks for listening today.